Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. I'm welcoming to this podcast, Hugh Adams, to start the conversation about the Lions Club. I'm saying start because there is so much to say. Hugh will be back for another podcast. For this conversation, we'll talk about the Lions Club beginning in Richmond Hill. Welcome, Hugh. Hi, Marge. Thanks for the opportunity to share the uh, Lions story. Oh, I am so glad that you were able to do this. This is really good. Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. First, Hugh, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I was uh, born in Toronto and uh, my uh, family moved from from, uh, Danforth up to Richville in 1947. So it was really rural, rural, rural uh, uh, country that, back then. And I uh, went to Carville uh, uh, Public School, one-room school, went to Richville Public School, and on to uh, Richmond Hill High School, Thornhill Shift, because they were shifts at that time. Yeah, and um, yeah, did, and got married in 65. But uh, yeah, um, Career-wise, I ended up uh, construction and service stations and finally ended up at uh, Township North York in the engineering department uh, as a draftsman. And I learned, um, I was fortunate enough under the tutelage of the senior sewer uh, designer, I learned how to design storm sewers, sanitary sewers, and on and on. So uh, I progressed uh, through all that with uh, a lot of night school courses. Um, then I moved on to uh, the township of Markham, was in the engineering department there, uh, working in subdivisions at Thornhill Green type of thing down in Thornhill. Then Vaughn uh, then Township started their engineering department, so they had an engineer, and I was the first uh, technical support chap that uh, they had there, and uh, that progressed. I looked, sort of looked after the whole department. Uh, inspection surveys, drafting, uh, contract management, reports for council, whatnot. So, uh, yeah, that one, that was really fun. Lots of fun then. And then 1971, regionalization come in, and uh, we were in the process of uh, base subdivision in Vaughan, um, in the, the um, what is Hillcrest area now. And... Uh, so that went to Richmond Hill in, in the formation of the uh, region. And uh, so when shortly after that, I got an opportunity. I was invited to join a, a engineering consulting firm as a junior partner. And it was with one of the previous engineers I worked with. And, of course, I said yes mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, carried on there. It was primarily subdivision development and design. That was the focus on, on the uh, consulting firms of other we did a lot of um uh, land use uh, um, uh zoning changes and ops and all that um uh, then i uh, end up uh with the the largest 
residential builder in the GTA uh, as their land development manager. For, I was there for eight years. And uh, I guess 81, 82, um, I changed for, <laughs> and went into business, soft drink business. And then it was another business after that. And finally, um, I ended up as a financial planner with Investors Group for 21 years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so uh, retired six years ago. Ooh. So, uh, so that's sort of, um, all about, and I got two, uh, two kids, Michelle's, uh, my oldest and then Bill's my, the youngest. And he has two grand, I have two grandsons with Bill and Trish and, uh, Riley's 20 and Connor's 19, both are in university and Riley's living with me now because he's got a co-op at uh, IBM. So, Very good. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, you, that, that's a lot of years there. <laughs> you have a very uh, long uh, resume there of what you've done. That's, that's, wow. Uh, and certainly a lot of the real construction, the real building of uh, this this area, the city and such. So very interesting how uh, what you have experienced. Great. Okay. Can yeah. you now tell us, like, give us an overview of what the Lions Club is all about and I please Aunt, tell me why it is called the Lions Club. The, uh, okay. Well, in in general, the Lions Club is a bunch of friends gotten together and looking out for people lesser um, in their uh, less needing help. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, 19, through, uh, 1917, a man by the name of Melvin Jones is the founder of the Lions International. And that he's a businessman in Chicago. And then there was all kinds of business uh, clubs around, but not necessarily focused on their community. So his idea was to have them all focus on their community. So in and, uh, 1917, they uh, chartered, had their first convention and chartered and uh, become uh, a, a name that was uh, adopted from another club in the States. And that's where we come, uh, come Lions Club. So, and uh, three years later, it became Lions Club International because the first uh, international city to join the association was Windsor, right across from Detroit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How about that? Mm -hmm. And yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's been growing ever since. Um, the um, why the lion? Like, why not the zebra? Well, or okay. Well, a lion is strength and and uh, loyalty. Okay, okay. so mm -hmm. and and then the, the our uh, pins or the emblem is a lion head facing back and a lion head fo uh, going forward. So we have respect your past, but we're always looking forward to service the community. So uh, the motto is uh, we serve. So we serve communities. And we do that locally and mm -hmm. international or globally. And mm -hmm. our international uh, association looks after the global communities and uh, all the, uh, and our foundation, we had foundation have been around for a little over 45 years now. And they go into all the disaster areas. And uh, of course, we've got, uh, there's um, 1 million four lines around the globe and 200 countries. So we're always, for, is when there's a hurricane or a disaster, there's always a local club <laughs> there. Mm -hmm. So they are funded immediately for mm -hmm. that. And then uh, like um, uh, 
the war in mm -hmm. uh, Ukraine, yeah. well, they've been in there a few times with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars supporting uh, the mm -hmm. humanitarian end of it, yeah. uh, of supporting all those folks and whatnot. So, yeah, so uh, I'm proud to be a lion. Okay, I've yes. been a lion, you know, it's, it's going to be 60 years coming up next year. Uh, all wow. right. The, yeah, well, the Richfield Lions Club was founded in 1963. Mm -hmm. I'm a charter member. Okay. And uh, yeah, so back then, uh, yeah, it was at Rich Richville was maybe 1,200 people. Um, and there was, uh, yeah, uh, a need um, for the club. Well, I guess the genesis of the club was um, the community center on Spruce Avenue was built in the late 40s, early 50s. The architect was Nan Fleming, and she lived two doors down from my folks' place on Birch Avenue. And uh, she did the rendering anyway of the, and uh, there was vandalism in the area and, and, and fire and all that. So the uh, one township council uh, approached the community and said, look, it's vandalized, hadn't been used for a while. Uh, we're thinking of tearing it down. Well, uh, well, then that activated the community. Okay, so that's uh, where the Lions Club come in. The founding meetings were in the um, the um, religions hall. On their first hall was on Carvel Road, would you believe, on the south side in a mm. basement, and that's where we had the founding uh, meetings for for the club. And mm. uh, yeah, so uh, and then of course I think the, Rich the Rich Richmond Hill uh, Legion wasn't in Richmond Hill. So I think that's that what promoted them to move back, move their whole operation up to Richmond Hill. Okay. Now Richville is the south part of Richmond Hill, correct? Or would you define it? Well, I would define that, that the, the Hamlet was the uh, five or six streets on the west side of Young Street, south okay. of Carville Road, 16th Avenue, whatever yeah. we want to call it. Uh, at that time, uh, this new subdivision, uh, Back in the 60s, new subdivision, Scott subdivision was uh, Scott Drive and, and uh, McKay Drive and uh, Westwood Lane. And it went all the way back to the ravine, mm. back almost to Bathurst. So, and, okay. and then, yeah, so that's Spruce, Carvel, uh, yeah, Carvel, Spruce, Oak, Edgar were the uh, main four. And then you get Scott Drive and all and uh, McKay Drive. And yeah, yeah, so that was. I think a lot of people who live in Richmond Hill don't realize that Richville, like what really is that? So I thought you better explain that. You certainly know um, Richville. Yeah. Well, okay. with, with the, with the um, uh, subdivision going in there, now you got South Richville, North Richville. And so it's uh, growing and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's there. Uh, Carvel's still there in some maps. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh and Langstaff, you know, so, but, you know, just yeah, to so name a few around there. So Richville Lions Club has an association with the David Dunlap Observatory. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, we have, we adopted an association with them. It wasn't formal, but, but um, every, um, every Lions Club has a pin, a club pin. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, uh, Elephants work for peanuts, lions work for pins, okay? So <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> so we uh, then uh, looked around and looked at, and there was a, a observatory 
which was, uh, and it wasn't in Richmond Hill. It was in five minutes away from the core area of Richville. So we adopted it and that become our club pin. Mm. And I have original copies of it, and we did renditions of that. The the the, uh, the observatory is our core of, of club pins, and uh, we got danglers, and we got all kinds, oh, half a dozen or eight de different designs over the years. Mm. Every time there's a celebration, we would celebrate uh, on the observatory. And then our original pin, it says, Kansas sky in the eye. Hmm. Okay. And that we were at that time the fourth largest um, observatory in the world. And mm -hmm. it was just after Chile coming and that, that boofed us and bounced us down from third to fourth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and it's still in operation today, as we know. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's an awesome yes, uh, facility. It's <laughs> definitely. It's <laughs> now a national historic monument. But yeah, so yeah, it's, uh, right. I, I like all these things are sort of all merged. Okay. Yeah. How has your club come out of COVID? And um, where where do you meet now, and you know what's the club doing now? Yeah, well, we got sort of hammered. Well, every everybody got hammered uh, badly. Um, so uh, we all our fundraising facilities had stopped uh, two and a half years ago. Uh, we did keep uh, going, but through a Zoom to technology, we were able to meet and keep together. Uh, we we're coming out the other side now, and uh, we're now a hybrid. But now we meet uh, for our dinner meetings once a month, and then our business meeting is done on Zoom. Um, we are um, together. We've just added five new members just recently. Mm. Um, we are now still planning our service uh, goals that are coming up. Um, vision screening in the uh, secondary or elementary schools. And it's a senior cake. We've been doing that for over 25, 30 years now. And it's in a hiatus because we just can't get into the, the schools, but which, you know, when we're not too interested in going into the, mm -hmm. into all the COVID aspect there. So, yeah. So, uh, so we're in the planning mode. Okay. Both uh, service wise and, um, and fundraising. We now made an application to the bingo, um, bingo world. Mm -hmm. That'll be one of our, hopefully while we are, you know, we start next year on, on that. So, and uh, yeah. So, uh, so we're meeting at Langstaff Community Center. We have a, a, a community room there that we mm -hmm. rent from the city. <laughs> um, anyway, we did have our own den over in Spruce Avenue. We had our own den there, but that uh, that fell that, that arrangement fell aside about mm -hmm. 10, 10 years ago, I guess. So, yeah. but um, anyway, we got um, the new facility there. Well, they were they were new now. They're still relatively new. Mm -hmm. The uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to, we're going to probably be looking for 10 new members very shortly, mm -hmm. okay, uh, because um, our vision screening teams are four-man teams, and we mm -hmm. go into schools, and uh, and we do uh, refractory, we, uh, we have a portable refractor, we do the um, serial glasses for eye depth, you know, for, mm -hmm. and then we do the, the wall chart, the typical, mm -hmm. the old wall chart, so those are the three tests. And, and then we just um, do the tests and then we advise their parents and, and mm -hmm. that uh, they, their child should go and have further, further yeah. investigations. Really we, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't investigate health or anything. It's just impairment yes. that, that we have with yeah. our rudimentary uh, tests. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. Now you also collect 
eyeglasses. And I know you have been very successful at collecting a large number of glasses. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Yeah, that that is uh, where uh, Sight for Life, they call it. And uh, it was started way back, as long as I know, we've been doing that. Okay. And um, it is, uh, and we pick up use, uh, good use eyeglasses, and we have about 25 different people and locations in, in the south end of Richmond Hill. A lot of optometrists, anyway. Optometrist. <laughs> yeah, got it. I had yeah. to slow down there. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, stations in public buildings and mm -hmm. uh, various places. And anybody that wants one, we'll drop it off. And uh, yeah, so we collect them up. Uh, then when we collect them, we take them. We have a team uh, in our district. We have a chair of that. We cl He collects them all. And then he sends them to um, uh, Calgary. And they're there uh, labeled and calibrated and all inventoried. And then they're shipped to Australia. And then uh, the Australian group, they wait until the World Health Organization tells the distribution of the glasses, uh, probably what they, well, just the general distribution, I guess. Uh, we There's about 87 countries around the world where those glasses go. Hmm. And... Um, and then, and it's and that's uh, delivering. That's free of charge, and now people get those glasses so where you know they uh, can now get employed. They can read the paper or, or be functional in their communities, mm -hmm. and that's uh, that is just one aspect. Then we have uh, the uh, surgeries. We have surgery teams that hook up uh, with the lines, and uh, we go around and they do the all the. Uh, cataracts and what eye operations uh, sometimes even accidents that happen so mm. yeah so uh and that's been well helen keller uh challenged in the, the alliance to be the knights of the blind mm. and to, to to stamp out darkness okay and that was 1925 <laughs> so we've been doing this since then uh, the first bunch of uh, uh, was what they blind people making brooms and that mm. well, a lion actually set up a factory for that down in the mm. states, and so they, they you know, whatever it's progressed, you know, one hundred and four years. So it's still still progress. We meet the needs. Uh, the needs as they come. Of course, uh, one hundred and five years, uh, we've done a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing, yeah. and I, I, I'm so glad that people in these developing places uh, do get eyeglasses like I am so dependent upon them I cannot imagine a life without um, corrective eyewear so it's I and and the idea that they're just when I get a new pair that I just cast them off uh, bothers yeah. me so I'm so glad yeah. that you are have this system for making them useful so yeah. that, that is a they're, great story yeah and they're a vanity product they're a vanity product too that's why there's so many going. That's why there's <laughs> okay. look at all the all the various glasses and designs and sizes. I I've seen them all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but at least the other one. I'm sure the people in the developing world can't that oh, really they, don't care if they are what no. shape or size they are. So That's long right. As they can it, see, they're uh, functional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. Right. ourselves with that. Yep. Um. So is there something else that you would like us to know about the Lions Club, about Richville, 
And um, you do want new members, so we will put your contact yeah. information for that. So, uh, and if people have glasses, uh, you know, we'll figure out how to get them because please don't throw them in the garbage uh, for that. So, yeah. So, yeah. anything else that you'd Wait. like to say? Well, we well we can give a phone number for it for contacts. We and if it's a senior, we can help a senior by picking them up. Okay, picking them up. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, that's yeah. perfect. We appreciate that. Okay, we're going to end this podcast with um, your response to the question I'm asking everyone who comes on the podcast: is name one thing you really like about this community. You know, when I the, when you look and all the big where it started and where it is, it's a fabulous modern city, mm. full of vitality and 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 uh, and some great structures or real estate. Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing uh, working in all those municipalities. Uh, the uh, the we we were just working putting the stuff together, but the big picture. I mean, this this really exceeds any imagination i had of what richard richard hill or uh, the whole area the toronto just growing from the lake right up you know mm -hmm. it's north of north end so that's that's uh yeah okay, i'm in awe of that that's an interesting perspective and something that i think uh i am younger than you and uh I, people <laughs> yes, a lot are. of people haven't been here for so long so what that's a a very worthwhile uh, perspective and thing to say, just to remind us that whoa, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's amazing what we actually are surrounded by in in so many ways. So, uh, thank you, Hoos, so much for taking the time to do this to tell your story, and I I'm looking forward to uh, part two of doing this podcast. Well, thank you, Marjo. This is a real treat to be able to share the story. Uh, uh... And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next one. It could be interesting stuff I, I can yeah. share and uh, and uh, not bore anybody, hopefully. <laughs> <I don't laughs> no, you definitely not. So again, <laughs> thank you very much, you. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at margeandre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>